We hope you'll enjoy this episode of Women Worth Knowing. Make sure you rate us on your podcast app, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Hi, this is Cheryl Broderson in studio with Jasmine Allnut. And we are really excited because Jasmine and I get really excited when we have actually a living person in studio. Yes, live. Yes, here we are. (laughs) Because we want to say that these women that we talk about and, you know, that God uses are not just in way back history. That's right. They are current. And we've been asked, do you have anyone who's living that you're ever going to, you know, yeah, I Feature. know. So we try. Come on, people. If you've been listening, we do bring them in. And we brought in a special one today. We did. And um, I'm going to have um, Jasmine introduce her because Jasmine does her last name so well. Oh, my gosh. It's, well, it's not it, Holly Matos, right? There you go. So there we go. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> what people don't know is that Jasmine majored in Spanish. So her BA is in Spanish and her... Yeah, uh, masters is in history. Yeah, I kind of went all a over perfect. the place there. I've yeah, got some I know. Great museums for you then. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. especially because you combine them, you get Spanish history, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we get a little bit of everything. Well, mm-hmm. oh, this is why she like doing Teresa Avila. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. That was from a class I took, so I know it's true. But we're really excited to have Holly in studio because mm-hmm. Holly's got an incredible testimony. So, Holly, let's start out with um, where you live right now. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing. And then let's go back and kind of retrace how you got here. Sure. Okay. So I currently live in Lima, Peru. Um, It's a huge city. Huge city right on the coast of South America. And I am married to the wonderful Manolo Matos. Mm -hmm. He is a pastor of Calvary Chapel, Lima. And has been so for the past um, about 10 years. And we serve there together with our kids. um, And we love it. We absolutely love it. So, But I am not originally from Peru. And so I have a... The whole story of how how in the world did I get to Peru? And that's exactly what we <laughs> want to get to. Because you sound American. You yeah, do not I sound am. Peruvian. I am. And then when I speak Spanish, people are like, oh, have you ever been to America before? So hey, it's, wow. It's very confusing for people that live in Peru or live here. So, so now... When did you come to the Lord? So let's start there, because that's okay. really the beginning of everything, isn't it? Absolutely. I was thankful to have parents who... Well, just in love with the Lord, came mm. to know the Lord um, through the Calvary pastors that came to the Lord through the Jesus movement. And I grew up listening to the radio, um, to all these radio programs, to the some of these you know voices that we know. And um, I, one day mm-hmm. uh, at church, was four years old and was listening to a presentation by Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm ready. That's me. I get it. I get it and chose to to accept the Lord at um, just a a classic Billy Graham altar call. (laughs) And from then on, just really was raised um, in a household that esteemed the word of God and um, truly just taught us what it was to love the people around mm-hmm. us. Wait, where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Florida. Oh, Florida. So okay. rural nice. panhandle area of yeah. Florida, small town, graceful Florida, about 3000 people grew up in a very small community. Mm. And, um, and because of that, I've always kind of dreamed of adventure and loved this <laughs> idea of going places, but never really had any place in mind. And in that growing up, um, I can kind of look back on my life and see how God truly formed my character to experience what I was going to experience you know, 30 years down the line mm. and um, simple things. You know, we grew up in a very rural area, but, you know, 
myself and um, I'm one of four girls in my family. Mm-hmm. And so we're all very close and we grew up not a lot of money. So we always grew up very resourceful, always knowing how to share what we had, mm-hmm. um, always looking out for others in our community because that's how our parents raised us. Just kind of aware of the needs of others. We They would take us to um, clean condos on the weekend wow. to pay wow. for our school clothes and just oh. taught us how to um, be aware of the needs of others around us and um, really just be proud of, of, of the little or the much that we had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that those small things were going to make life later as a missionary very easy. Yeah, <laughs> Because seriously. I wasn't afraid of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, and I love that, <laughs> that you're looking back at your past and saying, my parents, you know, um, made me clean a condo yeah. to earn my school clothes. And I think of how many people are like, they're bitter. Like my mother made, my father <laughs> yeah. made me, you know, clean yeah. a condo with him. Right. And you're like, what a privilege. And how it adds yeah, value. to, mm-hmm. right. And I think that it's so good when you can look back in retrospect and say, this was preparation for something Absolutely. good. And oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Especially in the, the time that we live where, you know, I think you can choose resentment or you can choose um retrospective mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And our parents were so gracious in, in helping mm-hmm. us understand that everything that we have comes from the Lord mm-hmm. and every good and perfect gift, whether it be, you know, whatever that looks like. And so I think from a young age, difficulty, even though they weren't, it wasn't true, like suffering, you know, yeah. right? you know, we always had what we needed and God was always so gracious to us. Um, it, it did make life as the years went along. I would see other people struggle with things like, I don't mind sharing a bathroom with 20 people. That's fine. Yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not a problem. Yeah. You know? Um, and so those <laughs> things that God does form your character over time. Yes. And you don't realize what he's doing in the moment. Yes, um, totally. But later you can look at back and say, yeah, that's maybe that's why it was so easy for me. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I began realizing that God had a call in my life. I didn't I didn't know it at the time, but I just felt this deep sense, this draw, that. a draw to the ministry. I loved serving in Sunday school, always taught Sunday school, even if it was just someone to like two years younger than me. Right. I just loved <laughs> serving and and being a part of the church life. Um and my family eventually made it to a Calvary chapel. And Calvary Chapel, Tallahassee in Florida. And they said, we're going on a mission trip and we're going to Peru. And I said, Who, where's Peru? Doesn't matter. I'm going. <laughs> I was I was 14, 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, I've got to go. And my parents, you know, agreed and, and we made it possible. And my older Clean some more condos. Yeah, clean some more <laughs> yeah, condos. Yeah, exactly. Made it happen. And I went, I was 15, didn't speak any Spanish. Wow. And just fell in love and I said this is what I want to do with my life wow how how long were you there I was there for two weeks it was a simple short term missions trip I didn't need to know anymore I didn't need to see anymore I just fell in love with um the the process of of bringing people to Christ and Mm -hmm. just the joy of being used by the Lord um which you know in short-term mission trips you don't really realize that a lot of times they're more for the person who's going than the actual person who is maybe you know experiencing whatever you're trying to say to them (laughs) and so I'm just so grateful that that was the catalyst for the next several years. And in that same time, you know, I'm, go- I'm growing up in this, you know, public school. And I remember almost complaining to a youth pastor of mine saying, all these kids here at school, they just don't know the Lord. And I don't have any friends who are close to the Lord like me. You know, that very like, oh, yeah. I grew up in church, self-righteousness. And he said, well, why don't you teach them? Mm. Well, what are you doing? Why, why aren't you creating um, a place for people to learn? And so I thought, Okay, and that, and I began ninth grade right at the same time that I had taken my first trip to Peru, and I said I'm going to start a girls' Bible study here at so school. Cool. And so I teamed up with a, a local teacher who opened her classroom to me once a week during lunchtime, and I 
I printed off all these posters around school of like Rosie the Riveter, like girls Bible study. Yeah. I, thought, I was like, I Hardcore. don't want, yeah, I didn't want it to be like this precious moments Bible study. Like yeah, totally. we're cool teenage girls That's studying so the Bible. Come, yeah. And I just, I knew how to read the Bible like inductively. And so some I don't know exactly what I taught, but I taught like the book of Ephesians inductively. I just was like, I got to share the Dang, gospel. Dang, you chose Ephesians? I don't know. What 14, I would, wow. I I'm impressed. Oh my I gosh. don't know. <laughs> I'm glad there's no recordings of yeah, these teachers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what I was actually doing? But I was just, I felt this urge to share God's grace and to, to help you know, my classmates mm. and people around me. And so I did that all four years of high school. I just taught this Bible study. And again, it was... God preparing me for mm-hmm. a life of teaching his word. Yeah. <laughs> and and even the learning that ministry is not lineal. Right. There are days when there's 50 girls here. What are Okay, cool. Oh my goodness. Other days, oh, only two showed up. Right. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. And just learning over time that ministry and, and success so is good. not always a reflection so of who I am. That's right. But it's what God's doing in each one of these That's hearts. Right. Mm. And I'm always just called to prepare. I'm called yeah. to be ready. I'm called to serve and love and whatever that looks like. If I have this outward success or I have you know very little success, I mm. need to be ready for every single person who walks through those doors. And so- as I went through high school, I, I began to kind of understand, okay, I think I am called to the ministry, not just missions, but to the ministry. And so I took a second trip to Peru during um, one of my summer vacations from school and um, and again was just reconfirmed, like, this is what I, I, I want to do with my life. I graduated high school and all of my sisters and I did really well academically, all salutatorian, valedictorian, top of our class had all the scholarships just ready for us. You know, yeah. all three of my sisters, they chose beautiful career paths and successful and, 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 and incredible lives. And I remember sitting down with my parents saying, I'm going to Peru. Wow. Mm. And I'm going to go to a Bible college yeah. where none of my scholarships work there. Yeah. And <laughs> I might lose all of my scholarships because mm. they, you know, you have a certain time you have to use them. And they, they looked at me like, okay, all right, mm, because wow. this is a big decision to let go yeah, yeah. of a completely different life um, and to choose this. And so I remember making that decision. I moved to Peru immediately after I graduated high school, did my first year of Bible college, really with this Calvary Chapel Bible Calvary College, Bible oh, college okay. in Lima, Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Bonner John, was the director. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Um, and I was there and was like, kind of this mentality of like, well, I'm Bible college is a stepping stone for me to become a missionary. Mm-hmm. I wasn't exactly mm. here to just like actually study the Bible. Right. And then I get there and I think, and I realize I have a whole lot to learn. I actually need someone to teach me all these things again. And I had almost a reawakening of my faith as I sat and learned once again as an adult, you know, Mm -hmm. no longer as a little girl in a Billy Graham crusade, but as an adult, you know, understanding these truths um, that were so important. And so I thought, okay, I am on the mission field already, but I still have Mm -hmm. a lot to learn. And I hadn't planned on, you know, doing all of the experience of Bible college, but I thought I need this. I need to do this as part of my preparation for the, for the mission field. And so I thought, well, I don't have the money for this. So I'm going to go back home to um, Florida. I'm going to work and save and do everything I need to be able to try to come back as a full-time missionary slash student. And so I did Mm -hmm. that. I went back. So this is after a year? This so you is, went for I, a no, year. I only went for a semester. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I only back. went for okay. a semester and I went I came, went back to, the, to Florida, worked and saved every penny I could. And I finally paid for, you know, in advance for my, my, my next semester. I only mm-hmm. had enough for one semester. <laughs> and I went to buy my plane ticket and the 
the plane ticket for a one-way ticket was cheaper than a round trip. Oh, that's wow. actually unusual. It is unusual. Yeah. It's yeah. not usually like that. And so, nah. but I, thought, I said, God, I am convinced that you have called me to Peru, and you have called me to be there, and I'm going to go. I don't know. I don't have the funds for after this date, and I don't know how you're going to provide for me. But I know deep in my soul that you have called me there. Now, how's your mm. Spanish at this point? Um, it was. Yeah. It was. I was working on it. You know. Yeah. So, so I think at that point I tried to study a little bit more on my own. Yeah. You know, the whole flashcards, but it wasn't <laughs> yep, as not. Yep. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't as much as it would be. Right. In the coming years, um, but I was still very convinced. You know, this is mm-hmm. what God has for me. And so I remember I paid my tuition. I bought a one-way ticket, and, and my parents, again, were just, like, blessing me, like, oh, with yeah. holding their breath at the same time. Yes. Like, God bless oh, you. Totally. Oh, we yeah. don't, yeah, what are you doing? And so it was not even. Sorry, but how ahead. cool that is, though, that they let you. I Because oh, I remember yeah. when I was working at the Bible college, sometimes you have the parents that are very overprotective. Because yes. you were only yes. 18, 19, and, and com- so there could be, yeah. They accompanied me, but they, they I think they couldn't also deny, like, yeah, we God also was, see yeah, this in her that's life. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. And I'm so thankful to have their support, their, totally. that, that, that spiritual covering and emotional support in this whole time. Totally. And so <laughs> we, I, I bought my plane ticket, my one-way plane ticket. And the next day, not even 24 hours later, I get a call from the church secretary saying, Holly, um, I know you haven't really talked to us about this yet, but we have some people who've been donating money in your name oh, saying wow. they want to like support you as a missionary. I'm like, what? No one knew wow, that I had wow. bought in faith this one way ticket to go. And and so be- there I began to kind of, oh, I think I'm an actual missionary, <laughs> you know, and, awesome. and I traveled and, and began um, began living in Peru. And that was about 14 years ago. Mm. And um, it was at that time as well that I met a tall, dark and handsome ma- man in my <laughs> uh, Bible college class named Manolo, who Manolo, my husband, he speaks perfect English, um, despite being, you know, born and raised in Peru. And so he was in the English classes with all the Americans. Mm. And so that and I didn't speak a lot of Spanish. And so that's how we began to know each other and began to form a really special friendship and um, eventually, you know, fall in love and, and, and get married. And so it was this incredible process of being affirmed by the Lord, like, yes, this is your calling. This is your place. This is what I want you to do. And also, this is the person that you're going to be doing it with. Mm-hmm. And so um, those first couple years, I just spent a lot of time on the outskirts of Peru or outskirts of Lima, really working with children in impoverished um, communities. They were the ones who taught you mean how to speak Spanish and yeah, kids uh, always do. It's funny how that's kids yeah. <laughs> do not care about hurting your feelings. Totally. They're like, that was, that was that wrong. My Spanish actually was the best was when I was tutoring, tutoring three young boys. Oh yeah. yeah. And they, it's almost fun for them to yeah. like, help you. And yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They, they, they absolutely love it. They're like about overcorrection. Uh, exactly. They're like this lady, she's, no. we're going to help Both you get it together. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you learn, I learned a lot the hard way and, um, and just at the same time beginning to serve, Together with Manolo, in a way, he you know he would also come to these outreaches, and so it was mm. interesting because you know on Saturday, all day Saturday, we would spend from early in the morning to all you know late in the evening serving in these communities, bringing the bus back. I remember I would um, I would take a shower out in a different shower outside of my dorm because I usually would come back with some kind of lice or something like that, oh and gosh, so I would yeah. always like straighten my hair the night after we got back to like. 
just make sure I'm you right. know, yeah, yeah. frying yes. anything. And so I would always like come to be ready for church the next day with like this straight hair. I'm not, I don't have straight hair. I have very curly hair. Yeah, I know. And, I'm looking yeah. at you and I'm like, wow, yeah, that must have I, taken was, some time. Uh, it was <laughs> it's a, all I had to do to make sure I didn't bring bugs back to my um, roommates. Yeah. yeah, dorm. And at this time, and then in the morning we would wake up and Manolo, he was in charge of um, loading this giant van to set up the church because um, we were a church that was renting a separate location. And so I would, you know, help him and, you know, we would grab breakfast and it was beautiful to see like we were just serving the Lord and then eventually like joining our paths together. And mm-hmm. so as I began to finish Bible college and he had already finished, um, we decided, you know, we're like, I think this is what we want to do together. We want to continue to serve together. And so we agreed um, that we wouldn't get married, obviously, until I had finished Bible college. And so Manolo took that very seriously. And he proposed to me the night of my graduation. He's like, oh, you, got, aw, you got the diploma. <laughs> All right. We said, you know, so so we got married um, in 2011. And in our mind, we thought, OK, this is great. We're just going to serve at the church. Um, that's the church where he had gotten saved. And Manolo had felt a call in his life to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. I, I knew I was signing up to be a pastor's wife at some point. And at this time in, in you know, the history of Peru and Calvary Chapel, John Bonner um, was ready to build a new campus, a huge campus in the Andes Mountains. Mm. And so he said, would you come with me and help me move the actual campus and be part of the staff there? And we said, yeah, that would be great. Mm. And so newlyweds, we moved to the Andes Mountains. We loved it. It was like this picturesque first year of marriage in the Andes, um, serving at the Bible College. We had a very, it was almost like a nine to five missions missionary job because, you know, the office would close. It was great. And then towards the end of the year, John said, you know, I think I need I need to take a sabbatical from the church because he was still pastoring the church in Lima. Oh, right. And he was also mm-hmm. the director of the Bible college yeah. 16 hours away. So yeah. he'd fly or bus no. every weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he said, I can't do this physically. I can't do this anymore. Would you pray with me about finding a replacement for me during my sabbatical? And so we said, OK, John, we'll pray with you. And then as we're praying and as time that, you know, the days go by, he said, you know, I'm feeling like maybe it should be longer than a sabbatical. Will you, will you pray that the Lord will put the right person? I'm like, okay, John. It's like a couple of days go by. I, I think, I think that God's calling me to step down from the church wow. and pass it on to someone. Mm. Would you pray with me? And we're like, oh, well, okay, this is, this is escalating quickly, John. Mm-hmm. And then he finally said, I think that you're the person to, to take over the church for me, Manolo. And at that time we said, John, are you, are you ill? <laughs> yeah, yeah you, seriously. Yeah. We, were, dying? we you... were 21. Right. Both yeah. of us right. were 21. We were wow. so young. We had, sure, many years in the ministry, but only yeah. because we had been right. serving since we were, yeah. you know, 15. Yeah. Not because we were these, you know, adults filled with experience and wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I, be- I truly believe that this is that you are the person that God has placed over this church. And so mm-hmm. um, we did not expect that turn of events, but. One year into our marriage, we moved back to Lima, and Manuel became the head pastor wow. of, of, mm. of wow. Calvary Lima. And wow. at this time, the, and the he's church— like, what, 21 or 22? 21. He's 21. Oh, well, I love the stories. Yeah. Like and the yes. church is this vibrant church. Yeah. We're talking about 400 people. Wow. Mm. The church is about 12 years old at this point, yeah. 11, 12 years old, and a healthy church. Yes. I mean, you don't yeah. normally step down from a really healthy yeah. church. It was a very healthy church. And we're just like these kids with, no, yeah. with w- approximately one year of, of, of <laughs> yeah. like marriage. Yeah. And um, we just 
you know, dove right into the challenge and, and God's grace, it was, it was more than sufficient. And he Mm -hmm. was so gracious to us in that season of learning. And what we realized in that time was that we really had nothing to give to these people. I mean, Mm -hmm. what am I going to tell you? Oh yes. When my prodigal son also returned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, I I remember walking into the women's Bible study, which um, Pilar Bonner was so gracious for so many years, beautiful Bible teacher, just Mm. beautiful spirit. And here I am, you know, like you got me now you're stuck (laughs) with me thinking. And these women are like three times my age Yeah, Mm. and thinking the only thing I have for you is the word of God. Yeah, I can't give you my opinion because I probably don't even have one. I can't give you my experience because I haven't lived it. I can't give you mm. even my perspective because I can't imagine the things that you all have lived through. Right, and you're a whole different culture too. A whole yeah, different culture. Too. A whole yeah. different culture. But what I can give you is the Word of God. Let that's it. what I do know. Yeah. And so I began teaching the Word of God. Manolo began teaching the Word of God. And over the years, we have just seen his graciousness in, in blessing the ministry in Lima yes. and blessing um, just our lives. Yeah. And... Um, I continually sometimes think, like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> here I am. Totally. You know, 14 years later, we have two beautiful kids, Macy, who is five, Isaac, who's three. And I think I'm a mom overseas <laughs> and doing a whole life overseas. Right. And and I think about um, so many of the Psalms that comforted me every time I would question, God, is this what I'm really supposed to do with my life? Yeah. Mm. And how um, I love the Psalms where, where David is like, you know, the lions have fallen in me in a good place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you are my heritage. Yeah. You are my inheritance. You are my portion. Yeah. Yeah. And so many times um, I, I like to think of myself as the woman who anointed Jesus at Bethany, oh, yeah. who just was like, here's what I have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take it. And everyone mm-hmm. was like, that's kind of a waste. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and even that inner voice sometimes or that cultural yeah. voice that says, and those scholarships yeah. and, 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 your, yeah. and your academic future and, yeah. and, and all of these things. You gave the mm-hmm. best season of your life to yeah. Jesus. Yeah. You <laughs> gave your early, your, your all of your 20s yep. to Jesus. Yep. Why would you do that? Yeah. And, and kind of saying and, and culturally that's not that's that's a, that's the time that you're building wealth or you're you're right, right, learning right. and you're yeah, you're yeah. advancing your own kingdom and to mm. say god not my will but yours be done um there were times where that was hard and there were times yeah. that it was very easy and so yeah. i love to look back and every time i'm challenged with that voice that says what a waste think, yeah no this is not a waste this you are worthy of my yep. life. Mm-hmm. Not that it's even anything yeah. that special to give you, but you're worthy of what I can give you, That's of right. my time, of my years, yeah. of my youth, of um, of my talents, of my energy. You are worthy. And and just and knowing that it's not even like, oh, look at me. I gave so much to the Lord because you have never, yeah. you are my inheritance. You have never let me, um, we can never give more than, we can never outgive God, mm-hmm. you know? He's, he is a debtor to no one. And he has been so faithful to us over the years to just time and time again show his his provision, his graciousness, his um, mm-hmm. just his presence with us as we have learned so many things the hard way. And we have just kind of been thrown, not thrown into ministry, but really just learned as yeah. the years go by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And there's the, when you think you have it all together, you realize I just cannot let go of the Lord. And um, I fully believe that the reason that the Lord has 
brought me into ministry and kept me here is because I think he knows if if he didn't keep a close hold on me, who knows where I'd be? Mm-hmm. You know, who who knows what I'd turn out but to be? But you really see that from the very beginning, the Lord's had you and been leading and guiding you. I have to say this, Manola stayed with us. What yes. was it like? A couple of years ago. Yeah. And I mean, every time he talks about you, he glows. Aww. He's just like, like, I got the best wife in yeah, the world. You know, and I... I think that feeling of partnership. I yeah. love that scripture mm-hmm. in Peter where you're heirs together yes. of the grace of God. And, I, you know, I feel like my ministry is kind of like like yours. It's an Aquila and Priscilla. Mm-hmm. It's like us mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And I felt like with my mom and dad, they, they were the dynamic duo. And when my mom began to suffer dementia, um, even my dad wasn't the same. There was mm-hmm. there's something. And, and sometimes God calls couples and sometimes he calls single uh, women. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we have seen in this program both, haven't mm-hmm. we? Which yeah. kind of works because Jasmine's yeah. single, I'm married. Yeah. And we like to fine. highlight mm-hmm. the both yeah. because we've seen how it. And I love that, um, you know, you were working, you were doing all this, but it just started like really jiving yeah. when it was with Manola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And and it's so funny because we could not be more different yes. when it comes to personality. I mean, even it, like if you look at us, he's this tall guy. I'm a lot shorter than him. He's quiet. He's a man of like few wise words. Yeah. And I could just talk to a rock all day long. <laughs> and so we well, sometimes re- as a mom, you feel like you could yeah. because yes, you are talking. Your to a rock. conversation yeah. is five and three. Oh, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, Do you speak English? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I feel like the Lord has truly um, brought us together really in a unique way because we're so different mm-hmm. and because Absolutely. we balance each other out so yep. much. Um, it's funny when we do like counseling together, we mm-hmm. just did a premarital course with about 18 couples at the church mm. and it wow. was, it That's was a lot of couples. Couples. Listen, there's a lot of love going on. Yeah. yeah really seriously. Much. And, um, and it, w- it was just so fun to just, you know, do this with yeah. him and, and talk through like, and yeah, and just find our, our balance in our group. So we're just so gracious to, um, have yeah have that joy of serving together and being partners in the faith and that the Lord brought us together so young so that because I think he knew that we needed each other yeah um, mm. in the ministry now what's your like now do you think in Spanish or do you think in English no definitely most of my brain a lot of times is in Spanish Isn't just that because of immersion life. Yeah. yeah and that's exactly what it is immersion is the best form of learning a language. It is, um, yeah. It's it's just incredible at that, and, and it's not even that I'm I don't have a brain for languages. I'm not mm-hmm. one of those people that can like just pick hear a couple of words and pick it up. It, I'm not, it's just being consistently surrounded by that, and that's a part of the intentionality that I had when I was first beginning. There's a lot of you know at a Bible college, there's lots of English speaking students, and I would be like, I'm sorry guys, I'm not hanging out with you. Uh-huh. I got to go learn Spanish. Yeah, and totally. I would just, I did that in college. Yeah, yeah. you have wow. to make sure you're the only one in the group that you know speaks English so that no one else will look at you and help you out a little bit you can't you know really putting yourself in situations where I need to learn because I knew that I wanted to teach God's word in Spanish wow and if I want to teach God's word in Spanish I need to be able to express myself Mm -hmm. I need to be able to express deep feelings and deep concepts and I can't do that if I'm only on primary level of colors and numbers and so that was really important for me and so that's why I was very intentional about putting myself in really embarrassing situations really um difficult like wow i I, i'm kind of lost where how do i figure this out and um and i think that that's something that the lord sees and and i think he just gave me 
an extra dose of his grace to be able to learn Spanish. Absolutely. So, I love it. So we have a, a just a beautiful life in Lima, you know, normal missionary ups and downs. Um, mm-hmm. Very thankful to um, really have a beautiful church family that um, mm-hmm. we enjoy and we um, are just mm-hmm. really thankful to see the Lord. Now, right now, are you doing the women's ministry then? Do you have a women's ministry Yes, yeah, we too? do. We do. Wow. Uh, you know, because COVID complicated everything. Oh, we yeah. are, oh, we're, yeah. we're, 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 you know, ramping back up. We've got our brunches on schedule oh, so and nice. we have so much fun and, and we're planning, I'm planning with Pilar a women's retreat in um, early December. So we've gotten a, possibly a, a conference next year. So mm. we have plenty of stuff where we just love and and we all know that the biggest ministry which it's not usually doesn't usually make the newsletters it doesn't usually make the news but the biggest ministry happens when i just make a big batch of muffins and a pot of coffee and open my house and say come on bring bring the kids the Mm -hmm. playroom's open and we just talk and i mean they love when i make like american brunches so i'll just like make a brunch and come on and Mm. and we cry together and we laugh together and we share together and that's when ministry happens Mm -hmm. and so while it's not necessarily this glamorous um event the true ministry is that day-to-day love fellowship. It. I love I love t- today so because, mm-hmm. you know, we love to feature women worth knowing. And I love the fact that, you know, you were, uh, you know, one of four girls. Yes. Which could, you know, be off-putting. But you knew that call on yeah. your life. And you're just like, okay, Lord, here's mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Whatever. And even though it meant like, you know, where everyone else would say, college, you're so brilliant, do this. But you went the way that God led mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And this is where you are. Yeah. And and that's why mm. we wanted you to yeah. be on this program and to feature it because it. you know sometimes I think it's like it's a wonderful life you mm-hmm. know like yeah. everyone else is like wow and I could never do that and when you say no this is it was it all boils down to the choice all right Lord your yeah. way mm-hmm. I could never mm-hmm. not do it yeah you know yeah that, that's that's what it comes down to like yeah I, this is just what He's chosen for me yeah. and and mm. it was who and and, and too when when. Manolo was asked to be the pastor. It's like, who are we to say no? Yeah. Yeah. Who are we to say, oh, no, God. Oh, no. Yeah. This is what you've called me to. And it's my joy and my privilege. So. Yielded. I thank love you it. Yeah. so yeah. much for joining us today. Yes. Thank you. That was so great. It's I know. been so sweet Fun. for me. I am the number one fan of this podcast. You are? I hey, all right. Absolutely Well, am. maybe next to Brian. I think, yeah. That's what Brian Cheryl's said. And I yeah. said, I don't know. It's <laughs> a tie. neck and neck. Then. We're neck and neck. I love it. <laughs> well, you know. If if you're listening, we'd love to hear from you, too. And again, the easiest way to get in touch with us is to write to graciouswords.com. Mm-hmm. Look for the link to WWK. I've had to learn to do this because Jasmine is leaving us for a uh, history teaching job in Montana. No, uh, and actually, all my friends who live in Montana are super excited to get Jasmine I'm there. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, Manolo took Jasmine's class. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, hey. He took history class. So he's always telling me, I knew Jasmine first. And I said, oh, I love oh, it. You don't know her like I know her. That's <laughs> okay. right. I'm even a podcast so with him. Often, he doesn't count. No. Yes. I know. <laughs> but we'll be missing her so much. But we're so thankful again, Holly, that you were here. Yes, we're so thankful for our me. listeners. And um, just maybe even write and just send Jasmine a note of encouragement, oh, hey, telling thanks. her as soon as possible, get back on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you figure out your schedule, Skype it. Yes. So we want to thank you for joining us, listening to us. And until next week, this is Cheryl Broderson and Jasmine Allnut. And Holly, Holly. Holly. Yes. Thank you again for listening. God Bye. bless you. 
you for listening to Women Worth Knowing with Cheryl Broderson and Jasmine Allnett. For more information on Cheryl, visit CherylBroderson.com or follow her on Instagram or Facebook. You can also follow Jasmine on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. If you think there is a woman worth knowing, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at wwk at cccm.com. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you've subscribed and don't forget to rate us on your podcast app and share it with friends. Thank you again for listening to Women Worth Knowing with Cheryl Broderson and Jasmine Allnutt.